The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus began to reproach the towns in which most of his miracles had been worked, because they refused to repent. Alas for you, Chorazin! Alas for you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles done in you had been done in Tyre or Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. And still I tell you that you will not go as hard on Judgment Day with Tyre and Sidon as with you. And as for you, Capernaum, did you want to be exalted as high as heaven? You shall be thrown down to hell. For if the miracles done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have been standing yet. And yet, I tell you, it will not go as hard with the land of Sodom on Judgment Day as with you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. This is one of those occasions where Jesus is giving a harsh word. He's really talking about destruction, punishment. I've said this before, and I didn't actually intend to speak on this, but the way that God punishes, if we want to call it that, it's a very, very different thing to, say, a human leader losing his temper, you know, and kind of losing his cool and having it out on his people. God doesn't do that. The reason being, God's providence is never really threatened. You know, who can thwart God? Who can actually interrupt this plan? No one. God is sovereign, and God orchestrates all things according to God's will. So when God does punish, if we want to use that word, it's really to reform and to bring us back into cooperation with his plan. We all contribute to, or we're all ingredient in what God is doing, but we do have a choice whether or not we want to cooperate it, whether or not we want to live in harmony with it, or if God will sort of bend us against our will to achieve his ends. Because at the end, God is still going to have his way. He's God. And so in Isaiah here, we hear something interesting. We hear about, I guess, a little snippet right in the middle of Israel's military escapades, you know. And it's a complicated affair. The house of Israel is breaking apart. People are allying with enemies. Uh, Kings are rising up, sometimes legitimately, sometimes illegitimately. All sorts of things are happening. Listen to this line here. It's at the very end of the, of the first reading. God is speaking to his people and he says, But if you do not stand by me, you will not stand at all. The strength of these people of faith is really in clinging to their God. Good times, bad, sickness, health, rich, poor, whatever. Because really that's who God is for them. He's a protector, a helper, close at hand at all times. I'm tempted to, to use as an analogy a, a fighter who goes through several bouts and you think to yourself, in a person's career, unless they're, it's rare that they have a flawless career, you know. But invariably, they'll have wins, losses, draws, wins that should have been losses, losses that should have been wins, you know, skewing of the cards, all sorts of things. But the point is, in the long run, each of those bouts teach them something like, you know, this time I was underconfident, that time I was overconfident. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it continually reveals more and more of who they are to themselves. Well, the same is happening here with Israel, where at times they fall into great stress. And, but in the long run, really, God is guiding them and all the while teaching them really who they are. To us, then, I think this word comes because we, the church, also undergo our storms, also have to brave our battles. And some of them don't 
seem like winning ones, actually. We seem to be on the ground, down for the count. This word from Isaiah comes to us. Pay attention. Keep calm. Have no fear. Do not let your heart sink. If you do not stand by me, you will not stand at all. But in fact, if we do stand by the Lord, we find the one who stands by us today and for eternity.